taking a gamble on you in some regards just because of your lack of head coaching or even coordinator experience? No. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Welcome to the Bruise Bros Football Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron, joined with my co-host, Cooper. What's up? Um, trying to figure out how to like give like a good breakdown of what this thing is going to be about. Just a bunch of football. Um, right now, I guess we're looking at college and NFL. We were talking today about probably spiraling more into college football than anything, right? Um, but um, this, this episode, we're going to do breakdown, just some games from the uh, week one, talk about week two a little bit, predictions for the rest of the season. Um, pretty awesome week one of college football, right? Yeah, week one was so good, it would kind of be a travesty just to hop in to the NFL too deep this week. That's right. So I'm definitely down to spend a lot of our time covering some of the games for week one. Yeah, so let's get uh, right into it, man. I guess before we start, we should mention that uh, I, Aaron, am a big Georgia Bulldogs fan, and yeah. I, Coker, am a huge Clemson Tiger. Yeah, so we, when we both hit the South Carolina Gamecocks. So if you're oh, a Gamecock sure. listening to this, you know, you can listen, but... You probably don't want to. Yeah, you probably don't want to. So if we if we curse at all, it's probably because we're talking about the Gamecocks, okay? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, let's dive right into the, I guess, the easiest game to talk about of the weekend. Fortunately for me, uh, Georgia just brutalizes Oregon and Atlanta Saturday. Um pull up some of these stats. I mean, Stetson Bennett, this Georgia offense, you know, it's pretty early to say repeat for me, but it, it seems like it. it looks like it, at least right now. Uh, I mean, Stetson Bennett, 25 for 31, 368, uh, two touchdowns. Um, you know, I think he, I'm trying to figure out, did this, did this count? Uh, he had three touchdowns. He had one on the ground, two in the air. Um, defense, Pretty much looked the same. I feel like the pass rush was it's just wild. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Uh, pass rush seemed like you know an area of concern. Maybe um, you know I don't think we got to Bo Nix at all, but uh, um, I think we'll be fine. Um, I, w- I would say we have the best defense in the country until I watch your boys play Monday night. Um, but uh, I don't know. You still might. I- Talking about y'all's game, though, Stetson, he, you, you might could have already said this last season, but he really made it clear that he's not a game manager. He is the guy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, now now he's just become – it was crazy watching the evolution of this kid. I mean, we're talking, I think, 2016, 2017. He's a, you know, walk-on freshman. Uh, you know, gosh, I guess he was probably sitting around third or fourth string. Um, but back in 2017, uh, you know, Georgia fans listening to this will know he, he played – uh, the scout team, Baker Mayfield, leading up to the Rose Bowl uh, in the playoff that year. And everybody was talking about how good the kid was, great athlete. And then, you know, he just said, I want to play some football, transferred to junior college, comes back and, you know, wins a national championship. So uh, it's crazy. It's insane. Um, but uh, he is looking really good. And we'll get to this later, but, you know, he may, he may be – up for an award. We'll see. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And I mean, that was like what the knock on Georgia last year was they've got the whole package other than 
the quarterback. Right. And it kind of seems like they still have the whole package and the quarterback. Yeah, I know. And um, I was looking at the stats. I don't have it pulled up right now, but I was looking at the stats just from the playoff to national title um, game and this game. He's like 71% completion percentage, 905 yards, and like eight touchdowns and zero interceptions. That's so. insane. <laughs> That's crazy. So if we're talking about the last three games – I say give him the trophy right now, but you know, <laughs> well, especially with that SEC's cakewalk. Y'all this year. I mean, Georgia, Georgia thought the Oregon was really their only bump to the playoff. I feel yeah. like y'all are just going to sleepwalk right into it. We'll see if the now number twelve Florida Gators are actually the real deal. But um, that's a great question. <laughs> but um, we'll get to that game later. Um, so let's go right over to you guys Monday night. Um, I'll let you take the lead on this. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we started out slow. Um, the offensive line started out pretty rough, which really doesn't bode well for DJ. He uh, he does look better. He's more accurate this year, but he lost 30 pounds and is still just as slow as he's <laughs> ever been. So that was really disheartening. Yeah, he seemed like he was more uh, – seemed a little bit more, I guess, uh, calm to me maybe. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but – like he was a little bit more comfortable at that quarterback position for you guys this year, at least in game one. Um, yeah, I mean, it was hard to watch for the first few drives, but he did settle in. And, I mean, he had some he had some good passes, and really his receivers didn't help him all that much. He had a, they had at least three drops. Yeah, yeah. And, he, you know, he had a few good long balls there in, late in the second half. Um, I thought that toss on the – I guess it was the second touchdown to the, in the back of the end zone, right? It was a yeah. pretty decent throw on the run. Um yeah, yeah, it, was, it was nice to see him get out of the pocket and make something happen. Yeah, and I mean, you know, look, he he did some work on his legs too. Um, uh, let me see, I'm just trying to pull these stats up as well. He did do. He has a few good runs, but I mean, he still just looks like a statue that's falling down. Yeah, forward. yeah, it looks like 13 carries for 19 yards, but I, what's I think in college sacks count against the rushing yards. Yes, right? so, yeah, got sacked a few times, which is. Again, you go back to the offensive line, which was, you know, pretty suspect. The, yeah, the story last year, the story this year. Um, they did settle in in the second half and looked a little bit better, but yeah, the lack of run game really didn't help either. And yeah. that was, I think, a shock to most Clemson fans, especially towards the end of last year. We started to run the ball pretty well. Yeah. So we thought we were going to come into this game and be able to do that. And I think in the first half, it was like two point something yards a carry. Yeah, it's and you know I think um, one thing I thought when I was watching the game and it may sound silly, but I'm not really sure the right way to say it, but it seemed like Tech was playing very very hard in that first half, and I think they might have worn themselves out, honestly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, they played hard, and Tech's they're a lot faster than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, yeah, uh, their offense and defense. Um, I mean, Jeff Sims is, you know, I, I hate saying stuff like this as a Georgia fan, but he seems like he's a baller. Um, you know, my question is why is Jeff Sims still in Atlanta? <laughs> yeah. It's it's all the beautiful the stuff in Atlanta, yeah, right? The scenery, the <laughs> the scenery yeah. right? Yeah, but of course. My thing with DJ, he I think he could be a really good quarterback in a pro style system. Yeah, and Clemson didn't go, in my opinion, Clemson didn't go all in on DJ over the summer and kind of tweak their system for him. I mean, he can't really do the zone reads. He's, I feel like he's slow at seeing it. He's slow at handing off or keeping it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like the backup Cade 
Klubnik <laughs> is just such a better fit for the offense. Man, oh, you guys love that dude. Yeah, I mean, he looks he, like a player. I mean, he came in on one of the last drives of the game, and I mean, just lit it up. Yeah, I told you, I, I went to bed when it was about to be put away. I was very interested until it was like thirty-four to ten. I was like, okay, I, I can go to sleep. Yeah, right. if y'all are doubting Clemson, um, go watch Kate Klubnik's drive. He's gonna. <laughs> Pretty sure he's going to be the guy at some point this year. But enough on the offense. The defense pretty much looked as advertised. Um, yeah. I'm pretty confident this is the best linebacker group we've had in my lifetime. They're nasty, man. They're nasty. I mean, you – I mean, for Tech, you know, I think just trying to run it so many times is what got them their 73 yards. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it does not – you know – you watch that game, it feels like they gained 10 the whole game. They just couldn't run the ball. Um, you know, I think running the ball a lot set up a few runs for Jeff Sims. He was a leading rusher with 41 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, just really, really hard knocks football in that defense. Yeah, Barrett Carter and Trenton Simpson are going to be fantastic linebackers. Um, I'm really excited to see them grow. But uh, the only the only spot on the defense that I had questions about was tackling in the backfield, defensive backs. Just they looked good, just not great. Yeah, we, we missed a bunch of tackles, which is the first game of the year, so that's not too surprising. But we definitely need to see that improve. Yeah, I'm looking at the just the defensive roster. Venables is this like? Yeah, that's that's Brent's son. Okay, Tyler cool. I, I didn't even know he played. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought the secondary was going to definitely be the point of concern, or not really concern, but, you know, the weakest link. And, you know, it seemed like it might have been, but I think they played pretty well. I mean, you know, whole defense gave up 10 points, and it, it, it didn't feel like they only gave up 10 points at times just because of how poorly the offense was running at time, at some points in the game. But Yeah. Um, and I do think, I mean, Dabo's a big seniority guy. So, yeah, know, Fred Davis Jr. got the start at corner, and I think Nate Wiggins is going to end up pushing for that spot and uh either way they're going to get better as the season progresses for sure yeah i don't remember this pick from jeff sims who picked it off from that was the first offensive play of the game for georgia tech okay i think i would start watching like like four minutes into the game or something like that so just play action deep throw down the middle and uh right to makuba okay gotcha who which uh makuba might end up being he's probably the best defensive back we have he is He's going to be nasty. He's going to be playing on Sundays one day. Let's get into this Florida-Utah game. Um, obviously, we're probably both going to know the most about the Georgia and Clemson game, but uh, every every game I got on this list for us to talk about, we watched. Um, and, man, this Florida game, um, Anthony Richardson is a guy last season that, you know, I thought there's no way this guy is the starting quarterback for Florida going forward. I mean, he – uh, you know, I, I know in the game against us, threw a pick six with like seven seconds left in the first half. I mean, just stupid decisions. Uh, really couldn't escape the pocket. And then fast forward to, uh, you know, Saturday night, and he's running all over the field and making plays and really kind of put the game in the in his hand. Um, and somehow it ended up being that Florida defense that has not been good for a few years that wins him the game on a uh, pick in the end zone at the end. Um this is just kind of a back-and-forth, slow game that ended with a bang. Yes, yeah, week one, so I feel like we shouldn't get too excited, but Billy Napier seemed to really turn Florida around quickly. Yeah. And uh, like you said, Anthony Richardson just putting the game on his back. Yeah. I mean, he jumped in the Heisman odds, which Vegas 
NFL already thought pretty highly of him. Yeah. He was 14th in the Heisman odds from where I was looking at, and he jumped up to fourth. That is crazy, man. That is crazy. I mean, you know, I I, I get it. Um, and, you know, even Florida, you know, in the rankings, in the AP, went from unranked to 12th yeah. just with a win. Um, and I think Utah actually might have fallen all the way out, which is strange. I mean, you get a three-point win. It's an SEC opponent. I think in Utah's defense, I, God, to, to fall all the way out of the rankings is – that's pretty aggressive for me, but yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, you know, dude, those a, a a pick that's kind of uncharacteristic, really. Ter- it was a terrible throw, terrible throw. I mean, I don't, I truly, when I watched that play over, I watched it a few times. I, I don't think he even saw the Florida guy there. I really don't. Um, so I hope he didn't. Yeah, yeah, I hope not. Because uh, it really makes you wonder, like, is the Pac-12 already out of it? And and that, and that's see, that's that's what I was thinking too. You know, when I, I was. Um, I was at the game in Atlanta uh, Saturday, Georgia Oregon, and uh, you know I think halfway through the game I sat between my dad and my brother and I was t- talking to one of them and I was like I just hope that Oregon is not b- a bad team right because that would say very little about us. Um, but then you know you look at Utah and gosh I mean I was kind of thinking the same thing in that game where I mean I told you I think Friday man I thought Utah was just going to beat the hell out of them I really did like I just didn't. I mean, Florida last year. What the, I mean, did they go? Did they make a bowl? Like the I, six and six, I maybe. Don't, I don't even know. Um, and then you know they come out and beat Utah, which Utah is a team that beat Oregon very badly two times in a row, pretty much last season too. So yeah, I mean they're supposed to be the most physical team in the Pac-12, best defense in the Pac-12. Yeah. And just yeah. Which you know I'm, I'm I am interested to see you know even though all the weird controversy around the move for Lincoln Riley. Interest to see what US, USC does, um, but yeah, Utah. It seems like the Pac-12 is out. Yeah, um. that's. I don't have the numbers on this, but I assume USC's recruiting hasn't been terrible over the past few years. No. I mean, so you take one of the best offensive coaches to USC right. with them. You take a really good quarterback. Yeah, there's really not a big reason why they shouldn't be good, especially in a yeah. weak Pac-12 this year. The question is, did Lincoln Riley also take his uh, no-defense outlook on football <laughs> with him to, to California? Well, I mean, so. that's standard for the Pac-12, though. It kind of is. You know, it kind of is. I think, uh, I guess those USC defenses, even back in the day, were not what was so good about those teams. It was, you know, Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner, those guys. Um, crazy to see, you know, a, a program that was so, so at the top just – not be at the top anymore. Um, so maybe that's what Lincoln Rally is going to do. And look, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that USC. So you know, if they come back and they're good again, so be it. Um, pretty cool to see, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah, as long as that's the USC that that, that comes back, not the the pipsqueak USC <laughs> over here. So, um, but uh, but I am I'm looking forward to falling forward this year, especially like I said in the SEC East. They yeah, got a shot. Really, I mean, Georgia's their. Gosh, again, that East, I mean, just really, you know, I mean, you look at Kentucky, you look at Tennessee, and, and you know, I think you still look at Florida right now and you say, you know, I think I think we're still in the territory where it's like Georgia, Bama, everyone else type deal in the SEC at least. Um, but, you know, again, we don't really know about Florida. I mean, is, you know, is his Ole Miss going to be good? I mean, Kiffin, what, year three, I think, um, you know, and I heard someone on the radio talking about Mississippi State, man. I mean, 
you know, at some point, Leach is going to do something, you would think. Yeah, but, uh, I'm a big fan of Leach. I'm pulling for him. Yeah, me too, man. He's just he's such a cool guy. Um, you know, I want him to succeed there. Mississippi State's kind of one of those schools where, and SEC, where if, they, if they're succeeding, it doesn't really hurt us much because they'll still lose to Bama, but we don't have to play them. So, um, you know, they can go 11-1, and one, but we're not going to play them anyway. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think I think that's interesting too. I mean, we'll just you have to see. Week one is such a tough thing to, especially when the games we had this week one are were just awesome. I mean, there's usually you usually can tell a lot more, but then there's like, you know, again we go back to like, is are these teams bad? Are we just like way better than them? Like, you know, is is Tech really way faster and better this year, or did the Clemson just have a rough first half? Like, which is it? You know, you don't know. It's week one. Yeah. Let's go into this LSU Florida State game, man. What a game. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, just a kind of a slow paced back and forth, you know, I guess you'd say low scoring. What, what was it like 10 to 3 at halftime, 7 to 3 at halftime? I think it was a pretty low halftime score. And then <laughs> LSU misses the game tying extra point or they get it blocked right they missed a field goal i think earlier in the game maybe um yeah they, they missed a block which led to it being blocked yeah yeah oh my gosh just unbelievable and my buddy scott told me the other day he was like watch it again both of the uh missed or yeah i guess the missed extra point did they block two extra point they blocked an extra point and a field goal i think is what happened oh, I don't even yeah know. and the and the, the same side of the line broke down and let the guy through to block the field goal. That's, yeah, if you've ever played football, you know on field goals, if you're on the end, you take the inside guy. Yeah. And that is not what he did. And I think what happened after watching it a couple times is it was kind of a little double team as far as the uh, defensive side of the ball right there. And really this guy on the, I guess it would be the tackle, um, should have bumped the inside guy on his way to the outside guy, and he didn't. And that inside guy, yeah. He just let him Like the kick, yeah. Um, in, in, insane game. Um, kind of went opposite how I thought. I, I figured it would be close, but I assumed LSU would win in the trenches. And yeah. from what I saw, they just really, Florida State had them. Well, this is one of those games where just you just look at the teams and you say, okay, the SEC team will win type deal. That's how I looked at it at least. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Especially you know, and, with how bad Florida State's been. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Now, this year it's not as easy because the ACC has a – Really good group of uh, quarterbacks, um, and you know a few good football teams. I you know I still, I still believe in Pitt a little bit, and um, you know Clemson's going to be good. I mean, talking um, about quarterbacks though, Jordan Travis for FSU looks for real. <laughs> he does look good, man. I was just about to say that. Um, I mean, There's 20 of 32, 260 yards, two geez. touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, just just clean football, man. What I mean, what do you what more do you want? Yeah, and I mean just watching him, his elusiveness, his ability to get out of the pocket and make plays happen. It was impressive. Yeah, yeah. and look. Watching Brian Kelly lose is, is really – there's never really a bad part it's, of that. It's so. always fun. <laughs> um, I was looking at a thing on uh, Instagram like right before we started recording, and um, he was, it was his press conference. I guess it was yesterday, um, and someone was late, one of the reporters, and he said, let's go to the late reporter right here. And they said <laughs> something like, well, maybe if you were winning, I wouldn't be late. <laughs> and he just like the video cuts off, and he starts to go – it has nothing to do with winning, and, you know – which he's correct. They were probably just late, but still, it was uh, really good stuff. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, it was seven to three at halftime. Gosh, so so Florida State was up seventeen to ten. Yeah, just just uh, again the slow but really good, somewhat defensive game. There was some good defense played in that game. Um, 
unexpected, I guess. You know, not the most unexpected, but unexpected. Notre Dame and Ohio State. So, as I was looking up some stats on all these games we're talking about, I ended up spending the most time on this game, (laughs) which I didn't realize it as the weekend transpired, but I think this might have been the most interesting game of the week for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I agree with it being interesting. I, I definitely did the, probably the least research on this game, so you, you can say more than I can. But uh, man, I think I st- you know before the season even started, I liked Ohio State to win it all, and I I think I still do currently. But man, I, you know, is Notre Dame decent or is because it just seems seemed odd. What, what what do you have on it? Yeah, I mean, I liked Ohio State a lot. I thought they were going to blow Notre Dame out, which a lot of people did. Um, I was really high on C.J. Stroud. Going into this game, I think he was my Heisman favorite. And now I know this is a complete overreaction, but, like, <laughs> he's out of the race for me. <laughs> Even though he scored, like, 14 touchdowns in the bowl game. Never mind that. Yeah, yeah, forget about that. We'll just give all the credit to uh, <laughs> to that receiver. I, I can't remember his name. The weird name, but... Um, yeah, with all the hype around Marcus Freeman, I was really questioning Notre Dame and if any of that had substance to it. And after listening to some of his interviews, I was really impressed. And really the game kind of backed that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he – I mean, look, I mean, you have, a, you know, something that I think is um, overlooked in football, man, is you get a guy at coach that the team wants to play for. You know, I think that's a huge part of – especially college sports. You know, I mean, this – I mean, you saw the reaction when he was hired, or I guess promoted, right? And uh, and you you look at the sideline. I mean, he's you know he just he just wants to win, man. And those guys want to win for him as well as themselves. Yeah, but I mean, their defense was solid. The offense didn't look too yeah. great, but I mean, they're playing against a really good Ohio State defense. I mean, look, so it's if, kind if, of hard to judge them. If you're holding this, if you're holding this Ohio State team to 21 points, that's it's insane. Impressive. That may not that may not happen the rest of the year, truly, until yeah. the playoff. So, I mean, Michigan, we'll see what Michigan's like. You know, I, I think it was bizarre that, you know, and, and I know rankings don't mean much, but Michigan hopping over Clemson is very strange. So, yeah, I mean, that defense, Notre Dame's defense held Ohio State at 5.7 yards of play, which was not much better than Notre Dame's. It was only 5.3. So, the, the big difference in the offenses was third down. Let's see, Ohio State had 22 first downs. Notre Dame had 12 first downs. Ohio State went 7 of 13 on third down, mm. where Notre Dame only went 3 of 17. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, that was really the difference in the game right there. That's that's an awesome stat, man. I'm glad you got that one. That's crazy. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from this game was, you know, it says Travion Henderson was the leading rusher for uh, Ohio State, but, man, this one drive, they put this kid, what, I guess he's a junior. I don't know. I guess he's been there a while, maybe a transfer. Uh, Mayan Williams, he's just bulldozing through, dudes, man. I mean, I don't know if Trevor Henderson's the guy or you know if they just have a two-headed monster, but, man, this guy looked good. I mean, I, I just about put him in my top three for Heisman, but then I knew better to put anyone but a quarterback in my top three. <laughs> so, um, you know, wishful thinking maybe. But um, just unbelievable. TJ Stroud, you know, still looked good, just not not that Heisman guy you, you think he's going to be. I do still have him in my top three just because I think that – we might have truly just seen a really good Notre Dame defense. I mean, it happens, man. You know, all these, all, any star quarterback can have a bad game. So, yeah, it's it's probably an overreaction. So it did not come out, but I'm doing it. Now. That's what it's all about right now, man. Week one, <laughs> week one's over. Let's overreact Let's all go. day. Let's go. <laughs> just a few brief recaps, I guess. I'm really gonna NC State, NC App State, NC State, ECU, South Carolina, Georgia State. You know, one of these games where we put in here really just to talk shit. But uh, <laughs> um, NC and App State. Now, this is the game I keep mixing up 
in the other the ECU game, NC App State. This is a sixty-three to sixty-one game, right? So yeah, this is NC App State miss a two-point conversion, right? Talk about betting the over. <laughs> you had a lot of happy gamblers out there. Oh my god! I mean, what is that? One hundred and twenty-three points, something like that. Yeah, that's that's unreal. Yeah, I mean, and Chase Bryce. I mean, he had the game-winning <laughs> pass that he just kind of floated over the running back, which. I personally, I love seeing NC State and UNC lose, and the two ACC North Carolina teams—they they came really close to it last week. <laughs> yeah, I was—I was keeping up these. I think I want to say all no; those two games, the North Carolina North Carolina State game, were on while I was at the Oregon Georgia game. So yeah, I was trying to keep up with it the best I could. That's—I I can't really pick who should have lost the most. It's kind of a tie because I mean, NC State, yeah. ECU missed a field goal that would have won the game. That's right, yeah. After they missed an extra point that would have kept it tied, they would have been going overtime anyway. Right, exactly. So, I mean, ECU really should have beat NC State. And then, like I said, Chase Bryce just floated that game-winning two-point conversion over his running back's head, just a you know, seven-yard <laughs> pass. Or That's just, yeah. UNC probably would have gone down. It's, they're weird games uh, because, you know, you've got ECU and App State, which are two teams that, you know, obviously are not, you know, power five necessarily, but they're two pretty good football programs for the most part but you know are they good enough to be putting 61 points on you know North Carolina or you know being a field goal away from being NC State I don't know man they shouldn't be yeah they shouldn't be exactly South Carolina just doing (laughs) South Carolina things I mean in in the third quarter Georgia State was winning 14 to 12 (laughs) yeah don't uh don't go look at the score to 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 see what this game was about because the score is deceiving Uh, I should have written this down I don't know you might be able to find this really quick I think Georgia State only had like 70-something passing yards. Like, they were running all over South Carolina. I mean, Georgia State, seven. the quarterback, 7 for 29 for 111 yards. 111 yards. <laughs> the final score was 35-14, but this game was much closer than the final score. And, and man, one of the dude's passes was a touchdown. One of them was an interception. <laughs> so he threw five balls that – or six balls that that worked, you know. I mean, that's that's that is unreal, man. Tw- seven for twenty nine, um, and still we're winning this game at a point. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was fourteen to twelve in the third quarter, man. Unbelievable. Um, who's even? Who's? Yeah, I guess it was Rattler. Yeah, um, Rattler had flashes, but I mean, South Carolina's offensive line looks pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, 23 for 37, 227 yards, two interceptions. Georgia yeah. State. Against Georgia State. Georgia State. That's right, boys. Um, <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, 28.6 QBR. <laughs> Good job, Spencer Rattler. Um, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on you. Spurs we, up. I'll be up there in, or down there in Columbia in two weeks, uh, see him in person, which I'm just so <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> That's like why I bought a ticket. You got to see Spencer Rattler play. That's how you would, that's what you would think people are doing with, uh, all the game, what all the game talks are saying up here, um, but uh, all right, let's move into some predictions, man. So I'm trying to figure out. You want to go your three, my three for Heisman? Want to do your top, my top, then our second, our third? You want to do it like that? Yeah, sure. Okay. So who do you have for your leading Heisman candidate? I think this isn't fun, but <laughs> it's just kind of obvious that Bryce Young should be the number one guy in my yeah. mind. Yeah, I have the same on mine. Um, it's, you know, 
I, I don't. I think it's one of those things where he's got to be the leading guy right now. The odds that he'll win, even if he has a similar season, are pretty low. I think if you have a guy like C.J. Stroud or really, really anybody that can go off as well, they'll probably give it to them. Even if you know, just to not do a two in a row type deal, because um, I mean, what there's been what two two time Heisman winners, one maybe. I mean, not a lot. Yeah. Um, so the the odds are, I think it was was it Arch Archie Griffin was that. Somebody check me on that. But uh, I think uh, back in the day, one, two of them. But, um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Bryce Young, you just – you got to put him at the top. Uh, yeah, who's your, who's your second? So, it's not C.J. Stroud, as I mentioned <laughs> earlier. I'm going to kind of go with a slight dark horse and Stetson Bennett. Oh, man. I mean, like I said, over in the playoffs and, and in his first game this year against Oregon, he really showed that he's not just a game manager. Like, he's a, he's a dude. Yeah, I mean, he's um, – just the just the evolution of that kid is is unreal. Um, it, it pains me to say this as a, as a tiger as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it, man. And you know, I, look, I I don't like putting Bryce Young at the top, but um, <laughs> it kind of is a, is what it is situation, man. I mean, this dude this dude went off and he's doubting him last season, even while we're going eleven and or no twelve and zero, you know, twelve and one, whatever. It ended up fourteen and one, I guess, final. Uh, still hating on him. Then the off season, you know, he decides to come back to school for his, you know. 12th year in college um and you know people are people are whining about it still i'm like this dude just brought you a national title it is so similar to 2017 when jake Fromm comes in takes us to a national championship justin fields just walks on the campus and they're like start that guy dude he yeah. just brought us a national championship the first national title appearance you know i guess at that time in what 37 years like yeah. you know and i mean yeah, let's just sit him down. He he did he did something wrong, right? Even though the national title for Jake Fromm was, gosh, one of his top five performances at Georgia. So, yeah, he lost it there, right, everybody? Um, but um, yeah, same thing with Step Man. Just just awesome. Um, put him at number two is is yeah. I mean that's a that's a good place for him right now. I just you know I can't. I just you know we we gotta we gotta see what the rest of the year holds. Again, I just look at that Oregon team and I'm thinking. 11 and 1, that'd be really cool, but I, well, we'll see, you know. Um, biggest challenges, honestly, might be stats, because I don't think he's going to be on the field for a lot of the second half. <laughs> That's true, man. Yeah, he played through the third quarter this week, and I mean, that was his easily his best game uh, at Georgia, stat wise. Uh, uh, I think it was the first Georgia player in like 26 years or something to have an 81%, or over 80% pass complete, uh, completion percentage, so I can't argue with any of it. Um, number two, I do still have C.J. Stroud. Uh, he's just a baller, man. He, you know, we saw it last year. Um, he's got, I mean, those running backs, man. Those running backs are going to bail him out and give him a lot of opportunities as well. Uh, this looks good. It's, you know, it's, they're not going to put too much pressure on him. That that Big Ten is not great. Um, I think it'll be an easy ride for him. But he could be another guy, stats-wise, where, you know, I could see Ryan Day pulling him out in the third quarter plenty this season. Um, I don't really see a ton of threats in the Big Ten. Um, so shout out number two. Who's your three? So three, I'm going for a splash. I'm taking Anthony Richardson. <laughs> I just, I want to see this happen. I don't. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's not a, it's not a bad pick, man. He he just seemed uh, he seemed like a different player, man. Um, no, I think I think the I think Richardson's. Uh, it's, what was that? That was Saturday night. It was kind of, I feel like, what Clemson was probably hoping to see out of DJ a little bit. Of just a, he just showed a lot of growth. Uh, way different player than last year. I mean, 
running the ball like he's supposed to be doing, avoiding everybody else. Um, run the ball well. Uh, I mean, you can't really complain too much about anything he did um, here. I don't know if he threw a uh, a pick or anything. I just don't remember. No, I don't um, think he did. Let's look at these stats. Yeah, yeah, zero. Now, zero touchdowns and zero interceptions, which is really strange. But, dude, 17 for 24, 168. Did 11 carries, 106 yards, and three There's touchdowns. the three touchdowns. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, 94. And even still, 94.8 QBR. Uh, I mean, his longest run was 45 yards. You got a quarterback running 45 yards. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty good stuff. Um, and his size, you know, his size is not really what you'd see in a runner. You know, similar to... Kind of similar to Trevor Lawrence said uh, when he was at Clemson, man. I mean, dude was like, what, what six six, six five, and six five. Yeah, I mean, he just run really fast down the field. So, and Anthony, Anthony Richardson's doing the same thing at six four, two thirty two. I mean, it's it's impressive stuff. Um, hope that doesn't happen, but that's a, that's a solid pick for the third. Justin <laughs> um, um, Bennett at my three spot, man. Um, probably it's probably a little bit of like I'm a Georgia fan. I don't want to get my hopes up type deal. He's, he should probably be right there under Bryce Young uh, like you have him. Um, but, you know, I just I think a lot of second half sitting on the bench for sure. Um, earned bench time is what that is. But still, um, not playing. Um, you you got to put him up there. I think I saw his Heisman odds before the season were like plus 12,900. And then like overnight Saturday they were plus 2,900. So... Uh, we're, we're not the only ones that are thinking this dude could could really pull it off. Um, and again, you you said it jokingly and seriously. The SEC East is not going to be super hard to navigate. So uh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with him, man. He's he's a baller. Uh, we love him at Georgia too. Well, playoff prediction. So just run through your four first, man. Um, yeah, this is not in like a one through four order. I'll explain why after. But so I've got Bama, UGA, Ohio State. And Clemson. So <laughs> me too. So let's just talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think a lot of people might think the biggest wild card is Clemson mm-hmm. with CJ Stroud. I think it might be Ohio State. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. if Michigan upsets them and Oklahoma runs the table. Mm. What happens then? In. Gosh, that'd be crazy. I really, I don't see Clemson losing. And again, if you're down on Clemson, go back to that last drive of the game. <laughs> Potential and watch, future, man. Watch your boy Cade Clubman <laughs> drive down the field and score a touchdown with the coach's son. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it is, you know, it's similar to Georgia where Clemson does not have a difficult road. You know, you look at their schedule, they've got a bunch of ranked opponents, but these ranked opponents are, you know, we're really, are really unknown right now. I mean, you got Wake Forest, you know, they beat. EMI over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with Wake, um, with, with Wake Forest, their slow mesh play in the backfield, that's just, it doesn't stand out to Clemson's front seven. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about Wake. I mean, the three games for me for Clemson would be NC State, Miami, and Notre Dame, mm-hmm. which Notre Dame looks a lot better than... And Miami's, you know, Miami's, a, Miami's an exciting question mark because I really like Cristobal. Um, I want to say there was a point it's, I want to say there was a point where I thought that he, you know, would be a good choice for Georgia. Maybe that was back when we were hiring Kirby. I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Um, like Van Dyke, I mean, he's one of the – he's in the top ten, I think, for the Heisman. Yeah. I, it, the, here's really the reality of the whole Clemson – really the road to the playoff is, you know, if you're going to beat Clemson, you really have to throw the ball like 50 times. I mean, I, you're not going to be able to run the ball. Um, Secondary is bad. They're pretty good. But I think that you're just not going to beat them – on the ground I mean it's just not going to happen I don't know I mean I don't I really don't know a team including my own Georgia Bulldogs that can run on that defense I mean you know I, we got some 
you know, guys that are first-year starters, but and they're good. But, man, do, do I think they can run on that Clemson team? I don't know who can. I mean, those dudes up front, Tyler Davis, I mean, they're just – they're just – they're dudes, man. Yeah, and I'm, like I've hit on, once we figure out the quarterback position, whether it's DJ improving and us being able to scheme around him mm-hmm. and, you know, to generate some success or Cade coming in and taking off with more of a read option type, type offense, um, once that happens, I feel like Clemson's going to be pretty – yeah, beat. yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, there there was definitely, um, and I'm I'm always higher on DJ than like every Clemson fan I know. I know that, but I think there was uh, little glimmers of hope in that game for DJ to maybe be able to do it. Um, Bad in the second quarter or second half. Um, yeah, like I said, some receivers dropped some passes. He made some good throws. He had some good completions. My thing with him is just he's so he, – he lost 30 pounds, and the whole thing was, oh, he's going to be faster now, and he looks just mm-hmm. as slow as he did last year, and that's just disheartening. Yeah. I, and another thing um, about DJ, I was going to mention this. You know, dude's a, what, a junior, right? Yeah. I just thought it was very um, mature football move right there. He was talking smack to that guy who was running to the end zone. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't see that. His, I think it was his first touchdown, man. He he turns his body to talk shit to the guy laying on the ground, like trying to catch him. And I think he, you see him go over the sideline, and I think Dabo kind of, you know, like grabbed him and was like, Dude, "You can't do that." I think the commentator said something about it too. I mean, um, I like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it either. I mean, one, one of his um, problems last year was just the lack of confidence. Yeah, I mean, and, if and he's that's out there talking trash. I'm kind of that's a good point too. There's kind of a there's, two, there's definitely two sides of that coin for sure. I mean, there's you know, um, it's just you don't you know he was he was in a position kind of on that one yard line when man someone someone drills him right there from the back or something like that. He's like gonna fumble the ball, <laughs> so yeah, which he'd um, already done once in the game. He did do that once in the game. That's right. Um, which I thought was a weird play. Just I thought it was weird. Like they didn't. It didn't. I don't know. It seemed like he was down. Like, and then he. I don't know. It seemed close. Right. It was, it was a great play by um, the linebacker. I mean, he straight punched it. Yeah, and then I thought. Uh, what was it? In Gata. I thought In Gata got the ball, but then they kind of like he just never secured it. Right. Yeah. Mm. That was a good play for Tech. Um, yeah, it was. You know, I think really the rest of this list other than Clemson in the playoff kind of just makes sense. I mean, Ohio State, other than Michigan, probably running the Big tw- Big Ten. And then, you know, you're going to have Bama, Georgia, Bama, Georgia, and Atlanta. That's why I can't pick an order because I don't know how the playoff committee – one of them is going to – they're probably both going to run the table. One's going to lose in the SEC championship game. And it's just a matter of where the playoff committee wants to see them. You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of, uh, a lot of buddies that think Bama is going to lose in the – regular season and I, I don't it's hard to say you know I, I don't disagree though man I just think this Bama team is you know we say it every year though it's like oh this year is going to be a little different you know they're missing they how these guys get to the NFL and then they just reload and reload you know and that's you know I, I don't know man they I mean you lose Jamison Williams you lose Mechie uh, Brian Robinson I mean you still got Bryce Young but man I mean I, I don't you know, maybe I, do, I need to do some research, maybe, but I don't know who Bryce Young's really throwing the ball to this year. They got that kid, uh, Holden, um, I believe. Um, Holden seems like he's going to be their guy. I mean, five receptions, seven, 70 yards, two touchdowns. Um, it's pretty good. And then Jermaine Burton, you know, had two touchdowns as well. The transfer from Georgia, which was just uh, really strange. I mean, he was our probably wide receiver one this season if he stayed. I mean, really, him or AD Mitchell, yeah, wide receiver two. Um, and, you know, he goes to Bama just to be a wide receiver, too, still. So, it's just a – it was a really, really strange move. I mean, we – you know, we beat Bama in the national championship last year. And then, gosh, that was 
a couple months later at the most, he's like, I'm transferring to Bent. What? This is really strange. Um, <laughs> so there's probably something I don't know about uh, in all that. But um. More confident in a top six for the playoff. I think you can slide um, USC and Oklahoma in there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's going to be four of those six. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm very interested to see what USC does. Um, Which I, I might be too high on them. It's uh, top five might be more realistic with Oklahoma because I mean they don't really have anybody to play in the Big Twelve. Yeah, uh, first year head coach too, man. And I know he's a good coach. You know that better than anybody. But uh, you know, he, it's still his first year. It's yeah, he's never been a head coach, so he's still got to prove that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got Kirby's first year in Athens, man. We went like eight and five. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then the next year we're in the playoff. You know, so it's just it takes some time. Um, to NFL, we've pretty much got all these predictions down. Um, about so preseason NFL, um, little champs, who you got? It's Tom Brady. You got to <laughs> think it's his last year. I'm a huge yeah. Tom Brady fan. I, he's the goat, man. I know. His last year, he can't go out with not winning one. So I've got, I've got Tampa. Which I mean, the odds show that they're they're right there in the race. I think they're in third place in most of the odds. Yeah. So I mean, it's a legitimate pick, and I just I can see. Tom's going out with a W. Yeah, I, I had the same thought. I was <laughs> seriously, I was laying in the bed like on Facebook or something this morning, and uh, uh, about you know the poetic answer is t- Tampa Bay, right? That's the poetic answer, um, and it's the it's the answer I want. I mean, I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm also a huge Brady fan as well. So you know, I'm always pretty much you know I was an Eagles and Patriots fan for years, and now I'm an Eagles and Buccaneers fan. So <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I love that answer, but I'm. Dude, I just had the Rams repeating, man. I mean, I know that doesn't happen very often. I guess the last people to do it were was Brady and the Pats in 3 4 I think. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I like the pick, but just for that reason, I'm, I'm yeah. scared. To, I was scared to take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't happen. Um, similar, similar to when everybody's like, Georgia's going to repeat. And I'm like, I mean, that's happened like, what, one time in yeah. 40, I, mean, I don't know, a long time. Yeah, the, um, the repeat coupled with... Uh, Stafford's elbow issues kind of shied me away from that, yeah. which we don't know at this point if that's going to be. Yeah, which which you told me right after I wrote down Rams on my paper. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, did, I did not know about that. Um, it seemed like when I looked into it a little bit, it wasn't an issue, you know, a um, uh, huge issue at least. But we'll see what happens there. But I just think, you know, the Rams, you're, you're looking at a team that really was good all year, didn't really lose any. I mean, you know, they got had lost Robert Woods, but they lost Robert Woods in the regular season last year. They won the Super Bowl without him. Um, and you've got, you know, I guess going into the season, the best receiver in football, Cooper Cup. Um, it, I just, I think they're, and you know, you got Cam Akers back, um, and you know, your backup running back is Daryl Henderson. Like it's, there's a a lot to be said, and I think it's, gosh, I just, I can't pick against them currently. I think a few months ago, I did this with some friends and. I think I had the Chiefs down, and then I just look at that Chiefs team, and I'm, you know, I mean, Tyreek's gone. Um, hell, I don't even know who they're running back. I guess Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is still the running back. Um, but, man, just, you know, some some little pieces um, out of that Chiefs program now that, you know, just not really sure about. Um, and, I mean, their division, it's good. It's not great. Seattle should be two pretty easy Ws for them. Yeah. Cardinals probably one-on-one. Uh, 49ers. Could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of teams that could kind of just sneak up into there. So, um, fun to MVP. Um, who you got? So, for the MVP, I'm going Josh Allen. I feel like it's he's been the best quarterback, I feel like, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just his time. 
Yeah, that's probably my second pick. I got I got Herbert, man. I, yeah, got me a th- what a third year guy. Um, rookie year goes off, you know, second year. Just I mean, he's just a he's just a player, man. I got him for my um, the next part, offensive player of the year as well. Um, you see, you know, both of those won by the same guy a lot. I think you have the same thing for Josh Allen. Right? Yeah, I've got the same thing for Josh Allen. I mean, uh. Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, I've got pretty much one A. Yeah, yeah, I'm with uh, you. I really just took Josh Allen because he's just got a little bit more maturity. Yeah, a and more time in the league. Her, Herbert's got a couple guys, you know. I mean, you got um, Keenan Allen, which is always a baller, and then you got Mike Williams on a contract here, right? So just think, you know, pieces fitting together for Herbert this year. And I think, I think Chargers dark horse for the Super Bowl, man. I really do. Um, dark horse, really. I think they just have a good chance. Dark horse would be if I said like Jacksonville. So you know, <laughs> the Chargers are Chargers are a pretty good pick for a Super Bowl champ. So. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, he had defensive player of the year. So, I mean, I've got Michael Parsons. It's just hard not to pick him yeah. with, I mean, how it good is. he is at rushing the quarterbacks. I mean, you've got a guy that's probably going to end up with some interceptions. He's going to end up with a bunch of sacks, tackles for loss, and yeah. just tackles. So, I mean, he's, got a, he's in a really good place just to rack up a lot of stats and do a lot of damage. Yeah, I, I like that pick. As an Eagles fan, I would like to think that he's going to have a lot of time on the field because the offense is just going to not be able to do anything. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens. You know, you trade away Mari Cooper. You got Michael Gallup banged up. Um, I really think there is a chance that he could win that award just because of how much he's playing. Um, so, and he's definitely the best player on that defense. Um, they got some dudes. Big dudes up front, I know, but um, he just he's everywhere, man. He's just every play he swarms to the football. Yep. Max Crosby, big dude up front for the Raiders. Early in the year, I was watching. I feel like for some reason, I feel like I watched like every Raiders game for the first like five weeks last season, <laughs> uh, which is weird because I'm a red zone guy, so I watch all these games. But I watched a lot of Raiders games last year, and uh, man, Max Crosby, he's just a dude that you know kind of quietly. Has I mean he's had a pretty long career I'm pretty sure um, become better and better and better and he's always in on the play like like Parsons and um, do it man I think that offense is going to be really good so they're going to take some of that pressure off that defense um, not much I mean the NFL's a, a very wild place but um, yeah I think Crosby I mean sack numbers tackle numbers I mean he's a you know ankle grabber man he's going to be in on the play so yeah I mean it's not a bad pick at all if you've watched Raiders football you know Max Crosby is a dude <laughs> he is man um do uh rookies of the year um so for my offensive rookie of the year I've kind of got I've got an or statement <laughs> right so it's either Kenny Pickett if Kenny Pickett plays or it's George Pickens. Yeah, there you go. If Kenny Pickett doesn't see the field. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's that's a good pick. I think, you know, I think the, the only reason it's ris- risky, like I said before we recorded, is you know, Trubisky just goes off, right? So that's why you got Pickens right there, yeah, though, to I'm, take it up. So that's what. So George Pickens. I wrote down George Pickett, so I keep trying to say George Pickett. <laughs> if George Pickens, for him to have a good year, he's got to have a good quarterback. So if Trubisky goes off, boom, you've got a good quarterback. Yeah. If Kenny Pickett comes in, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean. Pickens had the, you know, and I'm not just saying this. They 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 literally ranked it. The NFL did the best play of the preseason. That catch in the corner of the end zone was awesome. From I think that was, I want to say that was Mason or was it Mason Crosby that threw him that ball? Maybe it might have been Pickett. But um, yeah, just I mean Pickens is just you know he he lost a lot of time at Georgia just from, but uh yeah I mean I would love to see him win it and I also like Pickett too man little hands right so <laughs> seemed like it's not bothering him too much. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've got Traylon Burks for my Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, dude, live in uh, 
Athens last year, man, you know, we, we beat Arkansas pretty bad that game, but you could just kind of tell where their where their whole offense was, and it was in Traylon Burks. And I've watched him the preseason, in the like very little preseason football I've watched. Um, he's he's going to be a good player, man. He's all over the field. You know, they they got they did acquire Robert Woods, but they also um, you know don't have Julio, don't have AJ Brown. Traylon Burks is the dude. Um, offensive rookie of the year. I have Trayvon Walker. I've got Trayvon Walker too. I just. You know, man, I think it's it's a tougher pick. There wasn't a time. I mean, you know, really, you look at that draft and unbiased, like all my picks were like Georgia players. But you look at that <laughs> defense we had last year, and I mean, I mean you got Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean in Philly. Um, I, you know, I it's it's nuts. I'm I'm kind of going with Trayvon Walker just being that first pick and you know entering a defense in Jacksonville that's not great. And, you know, you typically see that, you know, best player, similar to Micah Parsons last year. That defense for Cow- the Cowboys was not great, but you have a great player on that defense. He's going to go off and get some recognition. So, Yeah, and I go back to I like that outside linebacker guy that can rush the passer. It's yeah. just it puts him in a position where he's yeah. going to be around the ball a lot. Yeah, and he can, you know, he's a really good coverage guy. I mean, you know, really when you're the first pick in the NFL draft, you're pretty good all around at whatever <laughs> position you have. But um, it's – He's gonna be able to do it all, man. And he's, he, you know, he's in a again, he's in a system where he may have to do it all. So, yeah. uh, the following weeks, we'll start doing some like picks against the spread near the yes, end. Yes, I'm here for it. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, this up. <laughs> <laughs> We're rookies. That's it for this week. <laughs> Tune in next week, folks. We'll see you um, on the radio. <laughs> God, that'd be so cool. We 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 publish one episode and then like you know 97.7 calls us to be like, you wanna you wanna do a you wanna do a radio show in the morning. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Let's let's plug some stuff real quick. Um, at at Brews Football, um, that's B R E W S Football, uh, capital B, capital F on Twitter. Um, like super active on it yet, but we also are just doing our first episode right now, so uh, we'll pick it up a little bit after that. And um, we already have five followers, man. We're killing it. Let's dude. go. And and three of them are me, you, and my brother. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, um. Every uh, Wednesday, I think we're going to keep to that, right? Every Wednesday? Yeah. Publish one? Yeah, I think so. Uh, is at Bruce Rose Football, uh, or Bruce Rose Football at gmail.com. 